You're listening to the Community Call with host Murray Riley Jr. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, folks, this is the Community Call Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Murray Raleigh Jr. We're back for another rousing episode of the Community Call Podcast. We thank everyone who has been patiently waiting for us to come back and kick off our sixth season of the Community Call Podcast. And I tell you what, folks, what a way to start our sixth season tonight. And uh, there are some things that we've been waiting to say to everyone since we've been away for the holiday season. And we want to thank everyone who may have tuned in and listened to the award show, uh, which was a great award show for our panelists and those who had an opportunity to listen to the rebroadcast of the award show. Well, tonight we came back uh, and we want to start the season off with a statement, and that statement is is that we are going to do our very best to be a unifying voice here on this podcast after Joe Biden has been sworn in the 46th president of the United States. We will continue our efforts to inform, provoke, and incite you into action here on this show. We will make sure that we bring you the best information that we have available to us. We will also bring you some great panelists on this show as we have been doing since its inception. We want to thank all of those who have the opportunity to just listen to us. We want them to continue to listen to us. You can find us on on anchor.fm. That's where we are located, anchor.fm. The Community Call is our podcast title. You also can find find us on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn.com, which is an internet radio um, host. You can find us our podcast there. You also can find us on any other podcast platform across the podcast networks. Um, also, you can find us on on Facebook, Twitter, and coming soon, Instagram as well. We also want to inform you that uh, we are strongly, strongly standing behind and saying as a group that we disapprove of the moment of insurrection that happened this evening. We stand behind truth and justice and honesty here on this show, and that's where we're going to stay as long as I'm the moderator and the creator of this podcast. On behalf of everyone who has participated on this show, we thank you for listening to us. We hope that you will return and listen to us 
as we kick off the sixth season of the Community Call. We have a lot of information to share with you tonight, to break down with you tonight. There's so much to say. I know the guys have been waiting a great while to come back and share with you all the latest things that have been happening since we've been away for the holiday season and now that we're back. I want to thank everyone once again for tuning in and listening to the Community Call. Let's begin tonight's episode, episode 107, with our top stories. Biden, Trump warned of high stakes for the runoffs. President-elect Joe Biden told Georgia Democrats they had the power to chart the course for a generation as President Donald Trump urged Republican voters to swamp the polls in today's runoff election that will determine control of the U.S. Senate. Trump made his final hours pitch to voters at a nighttime rally in North Georgia where Republicans were banking on strong voter turnout to reelect Senator Kelly Leffner and David Perdue and hold on to and hold on control to the chamber. And this came from the Associated Press. Also, uh, Democrats pushed for a criminal probe. The FBI should open a criminal investigation to Trump for solicitation of election fraud. House Democrat reps Ted Lau of, of California and Kathleen Rice of New York said that lawmakers, both former prosecutors, sent a congressional letter to the FBI alleging that Trump violated two federal statutes and one Georgia law forbidding the solicitation of election fraud when he pressed a Georgia election official to alter the vote total in order to declare Trump the winner of the state's 16 electoral votes. This came courtesy of the Huffington Post. Also, we want to share with you um, some additional information that we that we bring into you tonight. Um, the Washington National Guard, yes, they have been called up, everyone. Uh, uh, in uh, they have been called up and bracing for possible violence. The nation's capital has been uh, the nation's capital has mobilized the National Guard ahead of the planned protest by Trump supporters in connection with congressional vote expected on Wednesday to affirm Biden's election victory. Trump supporters are planning to rally Tuesday and Wednesday, seeking to bolster their uh, the president's unproven claims of widespread voter fraud. There are people intent on coming to our city, armed, acting police chief Robert. Conti said to the Associated Press, well, folks, this has already happened tonight. It's Wednesday night. We did have armed protesters break their way into the Capitol building. We do have one fatality that is being reported across all of media. We had a woman who was shot in the chest. Apparently, her room was fatal. She has died now. Um, as we continue on, it says Trump spreads more lies about the election loss. There's no way we lost Georgia. There's no way. That was that was a rigged election, but we are still fighting it, Trump said at a Georgia rally on Monday night, pointing to his loss in the state that was upheld by a recount and certified in November by the Republican Governor Brian Kemp. He added about the Senate runoffs. Forget about the runoffs. It's one of the most important elections. It's a biggie. We got to swamp them. None of this happened. Lefter, uh, uh, and Kelly Leffler, who lost to Raphael Roanoke 
she said she was going to object to the Biden Electoral College victory. Well, Miss Leffler, you don't have to worry about it at all now. These votes going to get certified for sure. Um, also, uh, in our news, the cop who shot Joseph Blake still is not off the hook. He sure isn't. I hope that things can work out. According to this, local authorities on Tuesday dropped charges against the officer who seriously wounded Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin. But the U.S. Department of Justice civil rights investigation into the shooting is continuing. The U.S. Attorney's Office and the Justice Department Civil Rights Division are overseeing federal investigations and will make an independent um, uh, charge decision. According to a joint statement, Blake was shot seven times in the back. He's paralyzed for life. It's just despicable. And also from our top stories, everyone, we have some news regarding the coronavirus vaccines. Dr. Fauci says that the U.S. could give one million vaccines a day, vaccinations a day. Uh, the U.S. could uh, be giving at least a million COVID-19 vaccinations a day despite the sluggish start. Dr. Um, Fauci said as he warned of a dangerous Next few weeks, as the coronavirus surges in hospitals across the country report slower than expected coronavirus vaccination rollouts, um, a Northern California county reported managed to dole out its entire supply of vaccines within two hours on Monday after a freezer storm. The uh, vials suffered a power outage. And this came from the Associated Press as well, everyone. Um, let's see. We do have some numbers from the coronavirus, everyone. We're going to share those in the midst of the show. Uh, and we'll talk about those in a moment. Right now in the U.S., we have nearly 230,000 new cases of the coronavirus, helping push the total confirmed infections in the country to 21 million. Europe's main drug regulator cleared Madonna's COVID-19 vaccine, the region's second shot to fight the coronavirus, a UK plan to expand vaccine supplies by delaying the second dose has been followed by other countries. Yes, except here. I wonder why. Um, at least 29 people in the U.S. have developed severe um, allergic reactions to the COVID-19 vaccines in the first nine days of of out of out of 1.9 million people who have been inoculated already. Also, the vaccine rollout at the U.S. nursing homes has encountered fewer residents and reluctant staff. Yes, absolutely. Also, folks, the Grammy Awards, one of the shows that I very I love to watch, and I know you guys too, has been postponed. It's been postponed, and it won't take um, place until later this month as planned. And it says here, the award ceremony, uh, which celebrates the best music, has been postponed due to ongoing coronavirus pandemic, according to a joint statement from the Recording Academy, CBS, and its producers. It will not take place on Sunday, March 14th. It's now going to take place on March 14, 2021, and not this not this upcoming weekend. Every, um, and I think that's that's a good thing. We, we, Lord, we need a joyous moment in this country. 
this was said in a statement by the Academy and CBS. This event has been set to take place at the Staples Center in Los Angeles on January 31st with the Daily Show host Trevor Noah acting as a host this year. These are our top stories that we're bringing you tonight for our 107th episode of the Community Call. We have we have the panel members. They are patiently waiting to come into the show. We thank them for joining us tonight. I'm looking forward to a rousing discussion with my team. I'm happy to see everybody. I hope everyone is healthy and wealthy and strong in, in these troubling times. I don't know about you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit out of sorts, and I, I just want to let you guys know why I've been feeling this way all day. And the, it's, it's this anxiousness that I just seem to can't get rid of. And, and, and then the news came about what happened at the, at the U.S. Capitol. It broke while I was at work. Um, I've, I, I tried to disconnect from the, from the core when it comes to news and politics when I'm at work. But on this day, it finally connected with me, and I haven't been the same since, guys. So forgive me if I if I seem a little bit out of sorts tonight, but it's okay. I'm ready for the guys to shoot the questions to me. I'm 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 fired up a little bit too. Maybe that anxiousness is just me ready to go. One thing that I'm disappointed in is the way and the manner that this handover of power that has has taken place has become a political nightmare for this entire nation. Do I want to say the entire nation or do I want to say the whole entire Western Hemisphere? Yes, Canada is up there. Canada is up there. Mexico is down there. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we have become the laughing stock of the world. I've heard that coined on every podcast that I've been listening to since I've been away from you guys. Also, what is troubling, too, is this poisonous rhetoric that has taken hold in this country where where red blooded Americans. Black, brown, yellow, blue, orange have given their lives for people to voice their opinions or disagreements about the political process have decided to take it upon themselves and attack the nation's capital, which was egged on by a lame duck president named Donald J. Trump. What's also disgusting, he can't even pull himself away from himself to be honest and say, you know what, I lost. He won't do it. And it, it behooves me why a grown man with the knowledge that Donald Trump has or that he professes to have has not said I lost. He can't even bring the words to his mouth and say, I lost. 
Everybody else is saying you lost, but he don't want to say he lost. Awful, awful folks. As we get ready to bring the panel members in, just a few things for you to think about as we start the show tonight. Welcome to the show, Charlene. Glad to have you back. Welcome, Charlene. Glad to have you back. Hi, guys. I'm here. Thank you for having me, Maureen. Oh, yeah. Anytime. You know, you're the queen of the podcast. Got to have you here with us. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey. Keep it coming. Hey, Michael. Hey, hey, Murray. Hi, Charlene. Hello, everybody. Murray, Hi, did, you just see, did you just see why I messaged you? Yes, I'm going to take care of that in a second. Hello, yeah. sir. Hey, hi, everybody doing? Um, Charlene, Michael. Hi, how are Murray. you? Hello, how we do. Um, well, we do outside it. of the circumstance that's going on right now, I'm doing fine. But um, one of the things that I think about, um, as a soldier who put on a uniform, this is not why I put a uniform on. Yeah, I know, BJ. I know. It, it, it's 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 been some kind of it's been some kind of it's been some kind of I can't even say it. It's been some kind of fourteen weeks, you know. These fourteen weeks have been crazy. You know what I'm saying? And we all feel some. I, I don't know about you guys, but I feel some kind of way. I, I just I've been in this. I've been in that kind of space here lately. And and I don't know if if it's just the political rancor in the country, or is me overindulging and into listening to other folks talk here recently. And I tell you what, it's been the same thing that we've been discussing here too: being truthful, being honest, being willing to accept defeat, being willing to come together. And usher in a new president, usher in a difference, usher in in change. And we have not had any of that. What we had today is insurrection. A word that I thought that I would never hear being used by a president-elect, and he used that word today. That what we are witnessing is insurrection. I don't know about you guys, but I had that tingly feeling when he said it, and I hadn't been right since. So, Victor, you ain't by yourself. Yeah, uh, Murray. May I um say a couple of things? Go ahead, okay, sir. First, uh, first, you know, well, not even first, but this guy have been doing atrocious stuff ever since he announced he was running for president. Um, Then he did this call on Saturday with um, Brad Roethlisberger, the Georgia (laughs) Secretary of State. So as I told you guys, every so often, I turn to Fox News to see what they have to say. You have people on Fox News justifying his call. Then to try to counter the call that he made, then they show a peaceful protest 
at the house of um, Josh Hawley, the first senator that said he was gonna um, not he was he was not gonna certify the elector. So 15 people went to Josh Hawley house peacefully, holding up signs. Someone even went on the doorbell, handed him a copy of the Constitution, and left. They didn't tell up anything. They didn't vandalize anything. They didn't do anything violent. But then Fox News tried to make it sound like they did such an atrocious act. So after what's been going on today, I look on my Facebook um, timeline. A guy that I've known for years, I call him a friend, but right now that's in doubt because he's always been a Trump supporter. But he said this happened because the president was no one ever gave the president a chance to be heard. They never wanted to listen to him. They never gave him a chance to prove his side of the story. And this is what we are dealing with. And I just find it so sad that somebody is still going to justify this behavior. I said that um, Donald Trump needed to be brought up on charges for inciting a riot. Oh, yeah. Uh, I agree too, Victor. I just think that this is just another another nail in the coffin, and I think we just poured on a whole pile of nails on this coffin. And for some reason, this situation has just exploded into absolute madness. I, you know, I, I've in in the fifty five years I've been living, there has never been a handover of power that we've had in this country where chaos ensued three weeks out before the, the event happens. And that, that just says tons to me right now. I, I, don't, I don't know why, but this is, this is so significant that we tend to, we tend to overlook it at times and we tend not to overlook it at times. It's just a sheer fact that we didn't want to accept what was going on with Donald Trump until we finally saw this thing fall into place. That, and to me, to me, we, we saw the handwriting on the wall the moment Joe was declared the winner. Better yet, let's go all the way back to the debate when, when him and Donald were doing the, doing the dozens. And he said, shut up, man. I knew then we were headed to this. And as I've been discussing this since we've been away, Victor, what's been the problem is people have been saying it's all about Donald Trump's Donald Trump's ego is in the way of him saying he lost. And I want I do not want to believe that, Victor, at all. But some people are saying Murray is his ego. This is a dude who who, who claims he never lost any at anything. He's always been a champion, a successful businessman. Uh, Michael could tell us different. But folks, folks are leaning on those words from Donald all the time. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing to me. And I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I, 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 don't, I don't get it at all. And it just, it just happens. It happens a lot. And so here we are with it. Victor, I'm with you. 
I don't have any other, I don't feel any other, I, I can't feel any other way about this. So we're we going to lose some of our political friends over there too now. That's, 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 that's we, I'm losing some too. I, I've lost a few already. And, you know, I, I know they ain't coming back either. And so I need to get ready to lose some more because I've been in dialogue with them. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we, we share, we ham it up and, you know, they say some stuff that I'm, I, I laugh at and they say stuff, I say stuff to them and they laugh at me because they know that I don't believe in cuckoo. To be honest with you. And that's just, that's just Murray. And you guys are going through the same thing too. Pretty much. You're going to lose, you're going to, we're going to lose some good people, Victor. That's just how it is. You know? Go ahead, Victor. Well, um, I just want to continue with the point that I was making about people who are still justifying him and the fact that um, we should have seen this from the beginning. We should have seen the fact that this is a guy who supports dictator over people who want democracy. We love the um, crown prince of Saudi Arabia who had his henchmen to cut a man up in pieces with a chainsaw. Better than he loved um, Trudeau of Canada. He loved um, Vladimir Putin, but do not like Angela Merkel of Germany. He loved um, Kim Jong-un, but do not like anybody that seeks to run a democracy. That alone should tell us the mindset of what we were dealing with as president. And in that same debate, when um, they asked him to disavow the proud boy, he said, stand back and stand by. Just what he wanted them to stand by for, what we've seen today. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um Think this was I, I mean, I'm at a loss for words. I'm you. I'm 56 I years old. I believe, I, and I want to say this, and I'm gonna bring Michael in. I believe this was this was a plotted plan from day one. Yes. This was just this too. He wanted to happen. Yes, and I think this was okay. just too freaking freakingly organized so well that no one knew that this was bound to happen. And the the re, the reaction the reaction to to what happened with law enforcement says even more at what happened at the Capitol. I just think that uh. because see they kept saying it over and over again. What if that yeah. was a Black Lives Matter protest? And then even when he was calling himself getting on TV to calm the crowd, he still crying election fraud. Mm-hmm. Everybody that had the here within to stand up to him told him this was a fair election. Election fraud might be like 0.03%, if any. Uh, one of the election fraud that we found was actually Republican fraud. So mm-hmm. I just don't understand how someone could be so pig-headed 
not to admit defeat. And he can't say he never lost. He uh, filed bankruptcy three times. He built Trump Castle, Trump um, Taj Mahal, Trump Plaza. He had to give them all up. Mar uh, Lago, he had to give that up too. Yes, he stayed there, but he can't stay there prominently. He can only stay there as a guest. Yep. And yep. so he he's lost many a time. I even remember hearing this guy say, um, I believe in Jesus. I believe in forgiveness. But I don't have anything to ask to be forgiven for. He said that. Hmm. Yeah, I know. And when you look in your Bible, Romans 3 and 23 says that we all fall short of the glory sure. of God. Not some, not half, but all of us. So I just don't understand how anybody could still support him. I don't get it. Well, you, you still got thousands of people who believe in everything that comes out of Donald Trump's mouth. And I wish... Twitter will go ahead and shut down his Twitter feed because all it's doing it's 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 become a battering ram for Donald Trump to use. It's a bullhorn without a bullhorn if you could, if I could say that the right way. And that's that's the sad part of this. Let me bring Michael. I know you've been sitting back listening. You said you had some breaking news. Go ahead with the breaking news, sir. Well, to the first breaking news going on with um, along with what you guys were saying, Twitter has shut down Trump's account for the next 12 hours. That means Trump cannot tweet. He cannot tweet a doggone thing. He'll probably go flying off the handle or demanding some kind of press conference. I don't think America wants to hear another doggone word from him except either two words, I concede, or if authorities finally grow a pair and go into that White House and open up the Oval Office or find wherever it is he's hiding, Mr. Donald J. Trump, stand up, turn around, put your hands behind your back, you are hereby under arrest for inciting a riot through your tweets, through your through your rallies, and that rally, I'm sorry, and that riot leading into the storming by your supporters into the U.S. Capitol, where Congress could not, not only could not go about their daily business, but every single senator and House of Representatives life was in jeopardy on the Democrat side as well as the Republican side. Ladies and gentlemen, this goes back to what I have constantly, constantly said on this podcast and elsewhere, and Murray is my witness, Charlene is my witness, and certainly Victor is my witness. How many times have I condemned this stupid, unlawful DOJ policy that was created by God knows who saying you cannot indict a sitting president 
when it's just a policy, it is not a law, and there is no law prohibiting anybody, any kind of law enforcement, to taking appropriate action against a sitting president, against especially someone named Donald J. Trump. This is why this keeps going on. This guy is facing numerous crimes from what just happened today. Add to the crimes that he committed when it's related to coronavirus. Add to the crimes committed from prior rallies and his inciting violence through his tweets. And for Twitter to take the action that they did to shut him down for the next 12 hours ought to mean something and to send a clear message to everyone across the nation. And that message and meeting is that what you see here was a result of Trump's rhetoric and falsehoods and hyping the falsehoods up. Now, that was breaking news number one. Breaking news number two, and I'm not sure if you mentioned it, Murray, it would appear that total congressional control comes back to the Democrats. Both Democrats in Georgia are projected winners in their respective races. Yes, Thereby, Senate control, Senate control goes back to the Democrats. Mitch McConnell, if he is the part, remains a party leader, will now become minority leader. And it appears that Chuck Schumer, for the first time, will become majority leader. Now, Mr. Yes. Schumer, who is my senator, New York, he has put his foot down many times, still trying to remain mild-mannered and civil, but he has engaged in choice of words that are stern, but respectful, but sending the notion that nobody's playing games here. So it'll be very mm-hmm. interesting to see how he um, engages day to day as majority leader. He has fought for so many things, and now he, is, he has the opportunity to actually enact them. But if there's any kind of cheering up that I can offer anybody after what we have seen and heard today, which is no less than criminal, is sinister, it is absolute terrorism, sedition, and treasonous, all orchestrated by this wannabe, I shouldn't say wannabe because he's probably, you know, he's acting like one, a mafia mob crime boss and his mobsters. Why go there? Why go way over there? Because he, Donald Trump wants to be a dictator so bad. And the way yeah. his the oh, way this whole thing the way this whole thing went, Michael, the the way this whole entire episode and it seemed like to me it's an episode, guys, because of each time in a, in the episode we saw something of Donald Trump that we all knew was going he was going to do. And so Michael, yeah, he met he's met with dictators, he's idolized dictators, he's capitalized on some of the things that those dictators he met with. And it has done with his base. And we saw the reality of it today play out right before our eyes on national yes, television. Yes, Murray. 
But, Murray, what I was pointing to is that uh, it was just last week when he was holding a rally and doing these tweets saying, January 6th, watch and wait or something to that exposure. People knew something was going to happen. They just didn't know, A, what it would be, and B, how far it would go, given the, his history during his four years in the White House. But I was about to also point out, after this day of infamy that we have seen and heard, I'm hoping that if anybody needed any kind of comfort, any kind of cheering up, that the news in Georgia would be it. And as um, Joe Biden has said, hold on, help is on the way. And as Kamala Harris has said, better days are yet to come. Things will get worse before they get better, as we heard from Barack Obama when he first became president. But I'm cautiously, in fact, I'm more optimistic now when they take office. May I say one more thing also? That it, just it hold is, that thought for me. Hold that thought for me. Hold that thought for me. Yeah. Because I have, I have Charlene. Charlene, you with me? I am. I know, I know you're ready to say something to me. Say something to me. Because well, Michael, Michael's kind of filling in all the blanks tonight. Yeah, and, and I uh, everything he said. It's just, just this, just bizarre. I, I can't. And I want to say, I agree with what you were saying at the beginning of the show about you don't like to watch politics and things like that on your job or discuss politics on your job like that because we are forbidden as well. We have yeah. been told the day before the election not to discuss any politics political information on the job. Yeah. But guess what? Today yeah. was a different day. Yeah, it was. And you, we were you were right there in Virginia. We were all in front of our phone. all. Yeah, I know. Every uh, last one of us. And so, you know, while the cat was away, yes, the mice did have to play because we had to figure out what was going on. And, you know, it's just sad because we can't understand why people have allowed this individual to destroy their lives as bad as he has. I spoke with a coworker that voted for him the first time. And she just said the second time she couldn't vote for him because of the environment that we have here at work. There are only 10 or 11 of us here in the office, and it's extremely diverse. So yeah. she made the comment that we are more to her than coworkers. We are family. Yes. And she said, yes. as she watched Trump in the four years that he was in the White House, she was sickened more and more every day. And I feel like she was not a lone person when it comes to that mentality or thought process because as a white female, I think she was joined by several other thousands and thousands, maybe millions and millions of white females that he made their stomachs turn. Pretty much, pretty much. What's interesting, so, Charlene, is it's just interesting that that we find ourselves trying to 
justify why we feel the way we feel. And I think the reality set in on a lot of the females who actually cast a vote for him. And now they realize, what did I do? Oh my yeah. goodness. Did I, did I yeah. lose him on the world? The did I actually lose Exactly. And people... I had arguments with people on Facebook that were at my church in 2016 that were laughing. Huh? I thought she had this sewed up. What the heck happened? And I said, you think this is funny? I mean, I went toe-to-toe with some of them. And, you know, a lot of the friends were like, Charlene, these are my friends. Please back down. They're friends to you. This right here is a life or death situation. Now look at us. Almost 350,000 people dead. Yes. And and uh, way too many people with the coronavirus who are infected. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. Uh, I heard something today that um, it it made me do. I had dry. I had dryness in my mouth, and it was oper- Operation Warp Speed is a it's just a crawl. It's not a warp. And yeah. so, folks are not getting the vaccine fast enough. And I don't know about you guys, but. I live in an area where there's a predominance of senior citizens mm-hmm. and God forbid, these folks need to get the vaccine so bad. Um, as you, as we know, down in Florida, folks waiting four or five hours to get the vaccine. We've seen all the lines of people in cars, people camped out waiting to get the vaccine. So operation warp speed is not what we thought it was. I just think it was a pretty word to use for everyone to think that this thing was going to come off without a hitch. And that did not happen. Um, We've had how many surges since the last time we were all together here? We've had, what, four surges already. We're in the midst of another surge because everyone's talking about the Christmas surge that's, that's taking place with us now. And goodness. And then on top of all of that, we had to deal with this poisonous, crazy rhetoric that's going on in America. But you have to understand, then, Mario, this is the devil. This is the devil, and I've said it before, everybody said it before, he's searching to steal, kill, and destroy. All the time. All the time. I got a new I caller, guys. So I got a new caller. Take him out. All the time. Yes. I agree, Charlene. I got a new caller. Hello, caller. Welcome to the show. A new caller. It's just the same as the old caller, actually. Ah, that's a nice that <laughs> that's, yeah, and here I am. There he is. <laughs> I got you guys. How I got you, you. I got you. you right How are you doing? How you doing, Bill? Hey, I'm doing fine. I couldn't resist being here tonight, I'll tell you, because of this cluster that's going on in Washington, D.C. You know, I heard a congresswoman today on one of the news programs talking about how she anticipated trouble today. She went so far as to tell her husband where her will was. Okay? Oh, my goodness. So tell me why law enforcement at the Capitol was not prepared for what happened today. I mean, it was foreseeable. It was obvious it was going to happen or something like it. Why was there not sufficient force there to face, deal with harshly the Al-Qaeda, the vanilla ISIS uh, uh, that these people are, these domestic terrorists, these jihadists? 
Why was there no law enforcement there to take those people down with rubber bullets and gas and whatever and clubs, just like they did BLM and and their their boogeyman Antifa? Why was there not? You know, I am so irritated by this. Uh, you know, we, we we we're coming to the end of four years. We can't get back. All we can do is deal with the future and try to heal what Donald Trump has done to this nation. But uh, this this instance today is just. Uh, it caps the stack, man. It, it, it just caps the stack, and um, I, 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 I'm so pleased that Ossoff and Warnock won. I thought we'd get one of the seats, and we might not get the other. But let me tell you, I am, I am just thrilled at that, and that uh, that uh, Mitch McConnell is demoted, and he is, and he won't be able to obstruct like he has, like he, like he did. Democrats in the House, like he did Obama. So, uh, but we've really got to take this ball and run with it. We, we've got no time to be timid. But really, the next 14 days, I'm looking for a war with Iran, a nuclear strike on yep. Venezuela, and uh, and, and news that uh, and news that Melania is going to have Rosemary's baby. Wow! Wow! Hey, well, I, I, you Bill, know what? You, you, he's touching on something, and one of the things that. I want to say, and I'm going to be clear with this because the last time I had a conversation with a close friend of mine on the other side, he told me, he said, Murray, we're, we're in a, we're in a space that I thought we would never go into as a Republican. I'm saying, but you guys, you guys bought the whole store. Y'all didn't buy a department. Y'all bought the whole store. You knew who the manager was. You knew what he stocked in your store. So you guys bought the store. Y'all didn't buy a department. If you guys had been smart enough, you guys would have bought the department instead of buying the store. See, now, don't come over here to us and try to resell the store to us now that, oh, we going to be cordial. This was not going to be. I don't want to hear it. Well, there's one thing. I I just ain't in, and I know I got, I got three other people who, who don't want to hear it either. I hope. Yes, Michael. Well, I want to hear it, but I'm going to tell you, this is a Trump branded project, and all Trump branded projects fail. So this Trump store has failed. That's that's what I wanted to get in. What I can't see is how is that. What I can't understand is how is it that even his son has started to throw around threats. Yeah. And I think that that was a show of power today of what they have coming forward. Because they have already said, we are taking names and trying to work, or are going to work toward the future. You will not be reelected if you don't sound for my dad today. That's what Eric Trump said today. Really? He did. Yeah, it was on. It was on the news. It was you know, they so far away. Hmm? Well, there, there was a there was a response to that tweet. I mean, I, I think that was something that Eric Trump tweeted that the, these individuals would individuals would be primaried and they would lose. Mm-hmm. And someone re, and someone replied, "If you want them to lose, have your dad endorse them." Yeah, because that's what happened in Georgia. <laughs> And if Eric Trump continues going, 
And if Eric Trump continues going down that route, he'll be the next Twitter account being shut down. All right? Mm-hmm. But, but um, what I wanted to bring up, more breaking news. First off, Congress is expected to reconvene tonight. Tonight. Mm. After rioters mm. have been cleared from the Capitol. So uh-huh. I think they're now more determined to... Uh, finish up their days in business. And from what I'm hearing, it seems that there are Republicans that are um, agreeing with McConnell, ironically, to back off and time yeah. to start healing because they probably saw themselves. They probably know. They could have been killed from this mob that Trump has created. And, Bill, I don't know if you heard um, the breaking news that I brought um, forth earlier, that Twitter has shut down Trump's account for the next 12 hours. That's I heard like you say that, and, I, and I, I was glad to hear it. Uh, as that's, one like who was recently. A, that's like putting well, let, a noise. Let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask you guys a question. Murray, that's like putting a naughty boy in the dunce cap and have him stand in the corner. Wow. <laughs> I got to ask you guys a question, the four of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, what sense does it make for Congress to convene at this hour knowing we had a moment like we had today? Is it safe for them to be there, or do you guys think, let's all go home, take a deep breath, drink a shot of scotch, and come back tomorrow and do this all over again. What do you guys think? Bill, what do you think? Let me well, take the first. It's not uncommon for them to stay late and, and vote late. I mean, particularly if you're up against a budget deadline. It's just all well and good. And uh, and uh, as far as their, uh, their, their having a scotch, uh, I'm enjoying a adult beverage myself right now. So I'll become more, okay. I'll become more effusive. I'll become more effusive as we go on tonight. But in any event, um, <laughs> but in any event, uh, uh, I'm sure that they are trying to get this done. And, and, hey, it's done. I mean, Hawley and Cruz wish they were somewhere else because they're getting backlash. They thought they were going to be heroes. They're going to be heroes to about 14% of the dumbasses. I hope you, I can use that word here that uh, stormed the, uh, the uh, Congress today, but that's all they got. That's all they got. These people, yeah. they're, they're, they're meal team six. That, that, what you see here is all they got. They, they had a display. They're, they're the tea party. They're hanging people in effigy, whatever. This is all they got. And, and I'm hoping like hell that, that law enforcement will be ready for this in the future, knowing that it's coming. But I do believe tonight they're going to count those votes. Uh, even Mitch McConnell today gave a speech, you know, that was all statesmanlike, which is like four years too late. That uh, that they that they need to obey uh, to abide by the Constitution. Um, you got too many Republicans that are just not going to go with this. It'll never get through the House, so it's just a stunt, and it's embarrassing the Republican Party. Yeah, it's embarrassing us, but it's really embarrassing yes. them because the Republicans are playing a short game. They have played a short game for years because that's all the game they got left. They, they're 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 on life support. It may not seem like it. But they're doing this kind of stunt and this kind of violence. They're coming out in this manner because they're on life support, because they see their status in society slipping away. All right? 
because we've got people in, in we've got Stacey Abrams and enlightened Americans of all colors in Georgia who just handed them their asses. First yes. time in 20 years that Democrats yes. have been elected, two, two Democrats. First time ever an African-American is a senator from the state of Georgia. I mean, this is historic, and history is their foe, okay? They, 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 can't, they can't go backwards, except that they do want to go back to about 1951 and, and, and uh, yeah, Jim Crow much. and Green Book, and they want to do that. Pretty much. But, uh, pretty much. But, but the truth of the matter is they are afraid of the future. They ain't wild about the present, but they love the past, and that's why America is being held back. These people have no vision. They have no vision, and they have no idea that truly to embrace the future is to better all Americans, to float the boats sure. for all Americans. We have we have a bright future, you know. But uh, but you know. Uh, like like Reagan said, with all his flaws, that shining city on the hill is us. But take it, they're taking the shine off of it, and they're doing things in our city that we would call vandalism. We've got to do something about these people, shut them down, get this four years behind us, resurrect our institutions, and go forward. And that includes yes. economic policy. Everything becomes obsolete. Everything. Yes. And that would include blasphemy. I personally want to see. But capitalism is obsolete to a large degree. We've got to go forward, all right? And, and, and holding on to the past is, is like me holding on to my ex-wife, and I hate her. <laughs> I personally want to see political reform for sure. But I know that's just that's just wishful thinking coming from me right now, that we won't have that political reform that you kind of touching on with your analogy bill, because I think some, I think the Republican party as we know it is lost. Now mm-hmm. we still mm-hmm. have some of those standard standard bearer Republicans who, who can work across the aisle. Uh, those like Mitt Romney and others. Uh, you have a lot of them who have left the party and join the Democratic Party as well. Thank you, Lincoln Project, for that. Because if it wasn't for the Lincoln Project, folks, we probably wouldn't have got got hold to a lot of that information that was being hidden. Uh, I agree. And the we'll Lincoln Project did a lot of the Lincoln Project did a lot of work here to expose. They did a yeoman's which, job. They did a yeoman's job. But who yeah. can you point to in today's the Republican Party that can compare? To those people that we recall, I mean, I, I'm I'm 65 in two days, you know, uh, I'm old, but I mean, I can recall. Who can you point to in today's Republican Party that you can that you can assert has, has, has I, I'm a, I'm a baby uh, <laughs> that you can assert that has the principles of of an Eisenhower uh, or or, or uh, even oh, even at least the convictions and principles of someone like Barry Goldwater, who was not really a friend of ours, but he had at least convictions. What do we have today? We have opportunists. We have snake oil salesmen. We have Ted Cruz. We have Jim Jordan. You know, who, uh, the, yep. the Dana, uh, the, whatever his name was, um, uh, Devin, De- Devin Nunez. That's it, Devin Nunez. Devin, yeah, yeah um, Devin Nunez. But, but I mean, and they're giving that clown the presidential medal. That's worth about $1.99 now. Uh, the point being, why? Also, who, uh, who can you point Jim to Jordan, in these, 
getting the um, exactly. medal as well. Exactly. Go, Victor. Jim Jordan. Go, Victor. G-Y-M Jordan, right? Go ahead. <laughs> Go, Victor, with your thoughts. Exactly, yes. I think he was pointing out Jim Jordan's circumstance, and uh, he's getting the presidential medal, and he's pretty much Joe Paterno for Ohio State in terms of uh, exactly. sex abuse of athletes. Yeah, okay. exactly. Let me ask you guys a question. Are they gonna have that? They're gonna have that. They're gonna do that. Um, that ceremony when? Because right now Donald Trump is checked out of the White House like that. Are they gonna have that? They're gonna have that ceremony where? Especially in light of uh, what happened. He must be gonna do a posthumous uh, uh, award to those guys because naturally he's not gonna do a ceremony like that in with the country in the state that it's in now. Would it be appropriate for him to do that? Huh? I think Air Force One has a flight plan on January 19th to Moscow. Uh, you know, he's, he's going to get that apartment next to Snowden. Uh, I think the man is going to be prosecuted. I hope he's going to be prosecuted, but I sincerely hope, uh, think he's going to be prosecuted federal and state. And if he gets pardoned yeah. federally, he's still got to face the state. I know that uh, the AG of New York is is really calling up his another area to find those things that he's done. I think all of his kids are in trouble. I think Ivanka is in trouble. Ivanka, who called these clowns that invaded the uh, Capitol, called called them patriots, American patriots. Yeah, okay. Um, and um, I, I, do, I think there's a damn good chance that Donald Trump is going to wear an orange suit, which is kind of offensive because where does a suit end and he begins? It's going to be like he's naked. I don't want to see that. Uh, I got news for you, Walt. Now, I got now, news for you, Michael. Now, Michael, um, I, I, I know just that um, you know this. Uh, you've heard of the attorney general in New York, Letitia James. Letitia James mm-hmm. has a whole laundry list waiting for him. Um, That's right. Uh, here's what, a couple of things I want to touch on. So, if they go on with this... Um, certifying the elector. Are these people like Josh Howley, Ted Cruz, our own um, Joe Wilson? We got three congressmen oh, in the state of South Carolina that's going along with it. And, and are they still going to go and, and um, reject the certification of the electors? Because, I, you um, know what? I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. This this play is going. I I I think this play is going to happen because they they have already put it out there to their constituents that they're going to object. Now, what's been happening since after this event tonight or today? Uh, uh, some of the talking heads are asking these guys. No, we don't want to do this. Let's go ahead and just certify certify the electors and be done with this. We can have some camaraderie. Yeah, you guys can disagree, but right at this moment, you're already going to cause a, a malaise of stuff up here already. So hush, and let's go ahead and certify. I'm thinking that, more but I, I, I don't think it's going to be that easy. I'm with you, Mike. I hear you back there. I don't think it's going to be that easy. I think we in for, we in for a little fight. Go, Michael. What are you thinking? Well, um, quite honest, um, 
they are still going to convene this tonight, as they say, because of it being January 6th. They want to stick to their schedule. But after what has gone down, there is more. I, I don't know. When was the last time in the podcast with you guys have I used the phrase breaking news so many doggone times? Because there have been reports that Representative Iran Omar, remember her? Do you, all re- do you all remember her? Yeah. Yes. yes. The Congresswoman yes. from the great yes. state, of, state of Minnesota. Yep. And who was one of the four women that was known as the squad. Well, she is drawing up articles of impeachment against Trump that is certain to pass in the House, will go through the Senate, and it'll be interesting to see how the Senate handles this one after what has transpired earlier today. Remember, I pointed out all their lives and their safety were placed in jeopardy because of these nuts who stormed into this Capitol going after these um, Congress people. And not one of them, mind you, was wearing a mask or the bare face because they listened to the false god Trump. So, and we're having more and more people calling out Trump for inciting this. Thank God for audio. Thank God for video. And, of course, you got his stinking tweets all as incriminating evidence, even though one of the Congress people, um, he's from Oklahoma, a Republican, say everyone's a is responsible for their own individual actions. You can't pin this on Trump no matter what he says, which I'm like, shut up already. I felt like that, and he was, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a relative of Representative Jim Jordan, as you guys had mentioned earlier. And I refer to Jim Jordan as the clown prince of BS. But want to know more on breaking news? Um, First Lady Melania Trump, her chief of staff, Stephanie Grissom, I think that's how you say her last name, she resigned today. I wonder why. That's not a surprise it, based, on what's, I, based on what's been going on. I ain't surprised. I, I was about to say, I would, I would suspect it has a lot to do with one transpired earlier today. And she wanted no part of it, perhaps. Okay, let's do this one. Guys, we all we all appreciate, I know you guys do, Stacey Abrams. What impact did she have in this whole process? That's been coming up a lot in all the feeds that I've been reading. Stacey Abrams' name has been floated around a lot for this movement that took place in Georgia. Was it revenge? Was it just sheer motivation or or was I think I think a little bit of both. Who uh, said yeah. that? Now um, I did motivate Victor. Now here's the deal with Stacey Abel. When uh Governor Kemp cheated to mm-hmm. take that governor seat from um Stacey Abel, he may have thought that he silenced her. And guess who was the um in cahoots 
with Governor Kemp's and um, suppressing those votes. Our good old buddy, Brad Roffensperger, you know mm-hmm. the Secretary of State who recorded the call with Trump and everything. Yeah. Yes, he looked yeah, that as right. a hero, but Stacey Abrams herself would tell you that he's a voter suppressor. But he just could not um, certify. He just could not cheat that much for Trump. Because um, as we look at Trump and Republicans who went against him, we have a lot of people who was like the money in the past. John Bolton. Anybody remember John Bolton during the Bush administration? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He went against um, oh, yeah. Trump. Um, and I can go on, but back to Stacey Abrams. What she did, they did not silence her. They brought out a beast in her. I put mm-hmm. this on my Facebook page today. They brought out a beast in her. Um, and as I said in my Facebook page, it reminded me of the old Helen Reddy song. And I don't know if Bill could remember because he's a little older than me. I am woman, <laughs> hear me war. And she did. She boy, war boy, all boy, over boy. Georgia. <laughs> Not only did he uh, make Georgia a blue state with the presidential election with her work, but also got two Democratic senators in there. The first black senator to represent the state of Georgia. Um, if I'm not mistaken, John Ossoff. Oh, John Ossoff. It's a Jewish guy, first Jewish um, man to represent Georgia in the state Senate. So she did some mighty, mighty work. Hmm. Well, Stacey Abrams did a lot. You're you're right. She she she's I love her. You know, if I wasn't married, am I married? Yeah. You know, I'm just saying, she did such a great job. (laughs) She did such a great job, and I will tell you straight up, you know. She not only got Warnock through because she embraced and, and created and nurtured the enthusiasm of voters, and particularly African-American voters, but John Ossoff benefited from that as well. You know, they weren't going to go out and vote for Warnock and then vote for Purdue, were they? No. No. They went out and they voted for the Democrats, and that is Stacey Abrams, you know? Won't all to have her own superhero comic book. I mean, she did sure a do. great yeoman's job. And and, and 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 you're right, Kemp did cheat her. There's no question about that. And that, that actually was a factor, I think, in, in getting people out because they were angry that she was cheated. I was angry. I am angry that she was cheated. Uh, yeah, um, I was too. And, yeah. and, and, and she has a great future. And Mr. Kemp's in trouble next time around because he's not that far out for his next election. And certainly, Eric sure. Trump's going to primary him, right? Eric sure. Trump's going to come sure. out against him, and 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 uh, only only thing Eric Trump can do is get Donald Trump to to endorse Kemp, and then Kemp's gone, you know. But um, but the whole issue is, um, Stacey Abrams did a, a great job, and we are now at least fifty fifty, which does yes. uh, has has the impact that it has, and Kamala Harris is going to have a permanent office in the Senate bill, Senate. Uh, um, just off the Senate floor because she's going to be doing a lot of tie breaking, I think. I believe you. I believe you. Okay, you guys are doing so great with the questions tonight. Here's another one for you. Now, I didn't over, over time, over time, I, I'm going to come to you. Over time, have has this rhetoric hindered the 
changing of the guard, so to speak, between the older Republicans versus the younger ones who want to be somewhat uh, moderate like Mitt Romney. Do we have do we have a difference between the original and the moderates now or have they all become the Trump folks into one? Because it seems to me it seems to me we have lost moderate Republicans. I don't want to have a two party system and one party is just dominating the other party. I, I want people to say it was a fair deal between both parties. And I know sometimes we ain't going to have camaraderie all the time. But what do you guys think? There has to be some folks over there who feel like we got kicked in the stomach. Has to be. I, I think it's somewhat reversed, uh, Murray. I think that the older Republicans, some of them anyway, not all of them, some of them are more able to reach across the aisle, although they haven't lately because they've been under the thumb of Donald Trump, and they've been kind of showing that they are no longer under the thumb of Donald Trump lately. But the newer ones are more manic. You've got this person, Boebert, who wants to carry her Glock yeah. in the Capitol, but I didn't yeah, see her out heard. in the Capitol today. You've got, you've got this uh, QAnon person from Georgia, Marjorie Green. Georgia. Who, who thinks Marjorie that Green, the, who, yeah, crazy Georgia, tech. Who thinks that the uh, crazy QAnon type, the Kukanon is what I call them. But uh, mm-hmm. the the issue is that she thinks that the Georgia election was a fraud and they cheated, except not hers. You know, she wants to come in and be a congressman. Uh, I think the younger ones are, are are more rabid, but I think also they are um, more likely to become extinct with the party because they're, they're the ones helping the party become extinct. You've got people like Romney, who's a little bit older, who's able to reach across the aisle. Some of the people, like McConnell at one time, was able to reach across the aisle. But they, but, but then again, these people also see that Donald Trump was a fluke. He was a fluke, and he came out of the woodwork to become president. He didn't win that. Let's face it, Hillary lost it. Came in with too much baggage, even though I thought that perhaps the world hoped yeah. that that baggage yeah, we all evaporated did. over the over the 20, over the 16 years. But truly, Donald Trump did not win; she lost it. And Republicans found themselves with a president. They suddenly found themselves. It's like finding a shiny new quarter on the ground. They found it, and they want to spend it on a new coat. The, the whole issue is they they found him. They took advantage of him. They tried to use him. He basically he used them. And we can, and, and the result of that interaction, e- using each other, is exactly what brought about today. This is a mirror yep. image of what happened with Adolf Hitler. And I, I know it's uh, the Godwin's Law and all that crap. But the new rich threatened the old rich, the old hierarchy in Germany. So the, Ger- the old Germans saw Hitler as a method whereby they might maintain their status and hierarchy, and they seized upon him to use him. But then he used them to commit the greatest crimes in history until Donald Trump came along. And uh, we have that same situation right now. We, we, we were so close. We, we, you know, everything that happened in Germany in the 30s and 40s can happen here. And I think if yes. Donald Trump had won, it would have happened here. You saw it. You, you saw the camps on the border. You saw the, the, uh, the targeting of uh, various ethnic groups. You saw the police state and the ability to shoot somebody seven times in the back and not be prosecuted. Uh, you know, 
we and we're still struggling. This ain't this this is not over simply because Biden won. Okay, I believe you. It's it's, I believe it's you. part of the process. It's part of the process. But at least he will be gone, and he must he must be prosecuted. He must be jailed, and we must I'll, I'll, expose I'll, these people like this person here climbing the wall that I'm watching at the Capitol. They must be exposed for what they are. They are licensed to be bigots, and we want to take that. Li- we want to revoke that license. We want to revoke it and revoke it hard. Absolutely, Michael. You had a point you want to make. Make your point, sir. Oh boy, now I got to backtrack as to what I was going to point out. Now it was a question that you had um, asked. I know we touched base on Congress reconvening, which, in fact, um, as I'm looking at the television screen, of course the television is muted. Vice President Pence is speaking as Congress reconvenes. So, yep, these people stuck with their words. They wanted to resume. All right. So, I still got, I still got, the, now, I still got the, eerie, the eerie thing is going on with me, guys. I just kind of don't want nothing to happen to those innocent folks in that building right now. Knowing that no matter have, how much we disagree with them. Yeah. No matter how much we disagree with people in Congress. Yeah, I know. I, I just, I just, I don't want them. I wish they all would have went home. Same thing said. Go home. I would have been the person that was saying go home tonight because go home. We'll do this in the morning. We ain't missing nothing. And I would have called Joe myself. Hey, Joe, we're going to do this thing in the morning. Go to Waffle House. I'll meet you down there. We have we'll we'll do what we're going to do. And then we'll drive up to we'll drive up there and listen in the morning after we leave the Waffle House. At least we got all the security. It's daylight. We can do some things and we can see what's going on with the protesters. Add to that, Murray, um, we just mentioned about Penn speaking. Right now, McConnell is um, in the Senate floor. He's speaking about the rioters at the Capitol and the electoral vote count. So apparently what happened earlier today at the Capitol is still fresh in everybody's mind, and I think everyone probably feels the need to have some say on the matter. I don't know. But, but it was bizarre. This, this whole this whole answering, this whole thing was bizarre. Come on now. I know, I know it was bizarre. But answering your question about Stacey Abrams, um, I kind of agree with you that it's um both revenge. I I don't want to call it revenge because um how should I put this? It's like pursuing um, truth and justice. You know, maybe righting a previous wrong. But as time went on, Stacey Abrams, as well as much of many of us, saw that the bigger problem, if you want to call it a bigger problem, was Trump and what he was doing to this nation. Brian Kemp was just a, a fraction of and part of the Trump cult, if you want to call it that, right? But the thing is, is that the way Trump was going about uh, trying to have the vote suppressed, trying to fix the election, saying it's rigged this and rigged that, and inciting violence and all in all, 
not doing a doggone thing about this pandemic that we are still suffering from. More and more people dying, more and more people getting sick, more and more cases going about with this COVID-19 that he was always calling a hoax, a hoax, a hoax. And while people are suffering, he's seen many times on his golf courses playing golf, the act of vowing that he was going to do so much for the people. And then when he's called to question about it, he gets nasty. He's inciting violence with his base, talking a whole bunch of garbage about rigged election that was stolen from him. No, he clearly lost. If people followed the past few years, the blue wave, 2018, 2019, certainly 2020, and lo and behold, what happens tonight, we find out Georgia went completely blue. Start singing the blues, Republicans. You know what I'm I'm saying? So I I know. So, and there's also word that there are people, I don't know if it's in the Congress or some. Um, people within the White House, they're talking 25th Amendment. Now, I've said time and again, we cannot wait to um, January 20th to finally see a relief of this guy being gone because Lord knows he's going to keep getting worse. I said that for months. I think I said that for a few years. Now we are just two weeks away from Inauguration Day. And I'm wondering... You guys got I me wanting to do. Discuss, you guys got me wanting to do constitutional study today discuss, for some reason. Thank you, Michael. I just got. I just got this. I just got this gut feeling that what we're hearing from Congress and what is being said from the reporters that were affected by today's events that I have a feeling Trump is going to wind up being out of office sooner than we think because people are not putting up with this anymore. Hmm. So. And well, well, they but, should not put up with it. Go, Victor. Um, the reason he was um, deleted off of Twitter for 12 hours is because he posted a video praising the rioters. It's not enough yes. to incite a riot. But to go and praise the rioters, he need to be in jail. He need to be in jail. This is gonna be harder than this is gonna be hard. It's gonna be hard to do because because you're gonna have some folks come to his rescue. Okay. And and I'm pretty sure some of those folks are gonna say, Well, the president may be suffering from something. Yeah, he is. He may be. We all know what it is. I'm not going to say it on this show because they'll they'll put a big X on here. We can't. Nobody will hear us. Now, I got. I just pull up the 25th Amendment. I just pull it up here real fast. Okay, this was revised in 1992. In case of removal of the president from office, or or his death or resignation, the vice president shall become president. So Mike Pence would be the president if something were to happen. In either case, Mike Pence has to do his duty tonight and certify the electors tonight. Now, there has been a scenario floated around, Bill. I think you may have heard it, and Victor, I think you may have heard this as well, about 
Donald Trump resigning the office, Pence becomes president, and then Pence pardons Donald Trump for all the wrongs that he may have committed. So he would be he would escape prosecution by 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 having himself pardoned from everything. Now, I don't think this scenario is going to work because I think Pence is going to say, "No, you ride it right out, right out. You ride these two weeks out." Uh, if you resign, then then I'm a I, I might want to run for president myself in 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, those yeah. people that yeah. for Donald Trump. And I see, I got you talking. I I got you talking with that one. Now listen, listen, now. listen, listen. Okay. We know for a fact that if Pence decides to run in 2024. Why would he muddy his hands with this situation with Donald Trump? Mm-hmm. By you're not gonna make me the president and take and and pardon you, sir. You just go right on out on your own. On when that time comes, you go right out there by yourself. Now you can't pardon yourself. That's the difference. You need me to pardon you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gerald Ford did Richard Nixon like this. Okay. Same thing. Uh, Gerald Ford pardoned Richard Nixon so there wouldn't be any prosecution after Nixon after Nixon resigned his office. Okay? Donald Trump may do the same scenario. I just have a feeling this is one of those scenarios that's being floated around by the GOP as well. A lot of folks are talking about this, that if Pence were to pardon the president, then the president, the president can walk away from several situations that could land him in, in, in an orange suit. So I'm I'm just kind of concerned with which version of the Pence we're gonna have. Are we gonna have that moderate Pence that took on the mantle of I'm the vice president? I'm gonna certify this election because I do have a conscience. Or are we gonna have the um, Pence that's been standing behind Donald Trump with his hands folded, going, "That's right, I'm with the man. I'm doing my thing." So which one of these guys are we gonna? Which which version of Pence we're gonna have? I heard you back to Victor. Right, what um, what you thinking? Okay, I'm gonna tell you what I'm thinking. Pence um pardoning Trump. It it would not happen because it would probably have to be a preemptive pardon. Was I don't think that's happening. We got two weeks for that to happen. Second, everyone talking about Pence running for president in twenty twenty four. But mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be able to clean the stench of Trump off of him. They're going to know him mm-hmm. as a man that stood by Trump and supported him for four years. Mm-hmm. So I just do not see him running for president. Um, even if he does, he would not be successful. Right. And one thing about Prince, you I don't can, know if Victor, you can redesign. You can Victor, you can redesign yourself, redefine yourself after after everything's cooled off a little bit. You can come out there and say, "Hey, look, I know I was with Donald Trump, I was a VP, but I have this political. Come on now, folks always change political agendas when they have aspirations to be a president. Come on, anybody can change. Yeah, but that's a lot. I do you have, have to um. I, I do have some. Okay, I have some Bible believing folks in this in this podcast. I'm talking to one. I know another one over there, Charlene. Okay, if we do have a chance to be redeemed, yes, I said it. 
Yes, Folks, we do. Gonna, come on now. Come on now. It, yes, we do. This is not impossible. Okay, the same thing happened. Yeah, the I, scenario I, I happened. The, the same scenario happened. The same scenario happened it's with Richard Nixon, Gerald Ford. Pence is suspected. going to see him as a weak person, and he's not going to be successful, Murray. Like he said, he stayed Ooh. under this man's umbrella for too long. So, you, so you think you think Pence is poisonous yeah. because he stayed with Donald Trump too long? Well, he stayed the uh-huh. whole four, year, four years. Today, when he was trying to get started with the um, confirmation or the the certification of the electoral vote, he said, "Did you get my statement? Did you get my statement? Did you see him say that?" Yeah, yeah, he, he was he was anxious to get that out there so the so the American yes. public would know that. That's hey, right. hey, That's I ain't gonna right. hold up the process. I so to me, I'm thinking to myself. He has political aspirations. I would want my hands clean. Mike, Wouldn't you want your hands clean? Well, he will not now let's let's bring up someone else. And I <clears throat> let's let's bring up someone else who ran for president and who came from under a cloudy situation. Al Gore. Because Bill mentioned earlier, Hillary lost the race because of the baggage he came in with. Al Gore came in um fresh off and impeachment of Bill Clinton. Al Gore, not a bad guy. Um, Al Gore, he served honorably under Bill Clinton. And he had trouble because all they can remember is that he stood by Bill Clinton going through this Monica Lewinsky situation. Mm-hmm. With Al Gore, in later years, end up having a situation of its own where he and Tipper Gore are still separated. I don't think they ever got divorced, mm-hmm. but they're not together anymore. That's a deep one right there. Right. You're talking about hitting the home run. That's all, all the way over in the back fence, Victor went back there and hit that thing. Wow. I'm yeah, hurry. yeah, yeah. You guys, are, you guys are proving my points here tonight. Go ahead, Michael. What are you thinking? I'm thinking that um, Pence, he'll still um, exercise his duty um, this evening as he's seen on television doing. All right. As far as him running for president, uh, that would be a very, very big long shot, partially because of the reasons mentioned by my fellow panelists that Trump certainly is damaged goods. And Pence, for his part in lying in this administration, is also damaged goods. But if people wanted to separate Trump from Pence, look at it this way. With all the violence that Trump has perpetrated, racial violence, and the misuse of the police force trying to to politicize the police, and encouraging police abuse, and that has even outraged some dedicated police officers, mind you, because we do have dedicated cops on the force that do follow the law and the Constitution. God bless them for that. The thing is, is that this is one of the major reasons why Black Lives Matter came about, and Black Lives Matter was in stark rebuke to the police lives matter and police lives matter slogan came up because 
they didn't like the criticism that um, loaded against them because of one constant police killing of an unarmed person of color after another, after another, with the same rehearsed speech of we fear for our lives, we thought he had a gun. And this is why now a lot of these uh, police officers are under law having to wear body cams because too many, there's been too much of that some perjury with cover-ups after criminal wrongdoings and no or very little accountability. So they come up with police lives matter, and then there was black lives matter. And still the same, you know, trend of unequal accountability. But Mike Pence, how he fits in, to this very day, he will not, will not, and has not, has not acknowledged Black Lives Matter. His Okay, well, okay. Always okay. I'm, I'm, I'm finna throw a monkey wrench in you. I'm finna throw a monkey wrench in your point of view. Everybody can walk out on the stage and say, I'm disavowing my activity with Donald Trump. I'm gonna be my own person. I'm gonna embrace Black Lives Matter. I'm gonna embrace I'm gonna embrace the community that I shunned for those four years that I served on the Trump. So now how would you address it? Because folks do have an avenue of change. I would welcome it. We all do. I, but I, I know. Uh, open yes. arms. Let me, let me, can I finish? I will welcome yeah. it with open arms, but I would still have my eyes and ears open. All right? Exactly. As far as I'm exactly. concerned, if he, if, he, if he comes, and I'd be like, all right, starting with a clean slate. What you do after that? It's up to you, but just as the world who has been watching you as an individual and you as an associate of Trump, all right, we'll just focus focus you as your own individual, but the world and the people have been watching you, and so will I. Okay. Victor, I heard you back uh, there. What would you think? I'm going to, I thought about something, man. You said if he get up and say something to the effect of disavowing Trump. Let's think about That's the right. late John McCain. I'm disavowing him for years. I'm disavowing him for years. Though mm-hmm. I didn't vote for him, but I regard him as a hero because of what he went through, serving this country. Mm-hmm. John mm-hmm. McCain was associated, well, he was a senator from Arizona. So Arizona being one of the last states to observe Dr. King's birthday, he was associated with that. So when he ran for president against uh, Obama in 2008, he went to the Lorraine Motel. It's an AACP center now. I went there in 96 myself. Nice place. You have to visit it. But he went there and he made a plea on how uh, an apologetic plea, I was wrong not to fight for King Holiday in the state of Arizona. I was wrong and I apologize. I accepted mm-hmm. it. See? Because, you know, mm-hmm. I was glad to hear him say that. Um, and, and, and so I thought about that when you were saying um, if Pence was to disavow Trump, which well, people don't yeah. know, before Pence became governor of, of Indiana, 
he was a Democrat for a long time. Right. That's why I'm saying yeah. that. That you guys always, you guys always ahead of me a little bit. Exactly. That's why I'm thinking, you know, if if he can escape these next two weeks and not be unscathed, he can have a chance to have a political shot at this. Bill, what you thinking? Because I know you kind of like, hmm, hmm. Murray's throwing out some heavy questions tonight. Mm, that one about Pence. Talk to me, Bill. Well, I think that you ask excellent questions first. Um, I think that uh, Mr. Pence is considering his, his place in history more so than he is his place with Donald mm-hmm. Trump. And I think the entire Republican Party at this point right now is looking at Donald Trump somewhat askance. Not all of them are rushing to distance themselves from him, but a lot of them are. And Mr. Pence is looking at himself, not so much what his place with or position with Donald Trump is going to be, but what his position in, with, in history is going to be, uh, how he's going to be remembered. And I don't think he wants to be remembered as having his uh, nose that firmly up Donald Trump's behind. I almost mm-hmm. used another word. The, the, the point being that in only a few years, Murray, I anticipate you're going to have a hard time finding anyone who's really going to admit that they supported Donald Trump. And I think, too, that those who worked for Donald Trump, worked for Donald Trump, are going to have a hard time finding a job because that is a black mark upon their history. You know, after World War II in 1945, you couldn't find a Nazi in Germany because they didn't know what was going on, and none of them were Nazis. And actually, after World War II, there was a denazification program well, after Donald mm-hmm. Trump is, is gone, we're going to need a de-Trumpification program. There's going to be a lot of unemployed people who won't be able to find a job because they're going to be have that scarlet letter of T on their foreheads. Um, and um, mm. I, I think I think and and by um, what's his name? Uh, Pence specifically, his political career was over. It was done in in, in 2016. He was about to lose or had lost a governor's race. I don't remember what the particular status was, but he was out. He was going nowhere, and Trump plucked him from obscurity to make him vice president because he was done because he, he created a disaster in Indiana. He had, he had a circumstance mm-hmm. of an HIV uh, epidemic there that he basically uh, caused to be that much worse. The, the state was uh, financially in the hole. Uh, so Pence is no hero. Pence is just a uh, opportunist. He, was, he may have been a Democrat at one time, but he was also a right-wing uh, radio host. I, I, just, I just think that uh, tonight, we're going to get through the next two weeks, and I hope we do it without nuclear war or, uh, uh, or invasion of Iraq. Yes, or worse. Or, uh, or worse. Uh, we certainly are enduring the, as you talked about uh, early in the show, the uh, third or fourth surge in uh, – in coronavirus, I predicted the other day that uh, we'd be looking at 300,000 cases a day by the end of February, and looks like we're going to get there by the end of January. We're going to have a half a million people dead by the end of February. I know that. Um, probably more Awful. based upon the numbers. The yes. Operation Warp Speed is all well and good, but you get, you have to distribute those vaccines, and they have failed miserably. Um, and, of course, you've got that new strain that's somewhat questionable. Um, and and Yes, Trump has botched it. I mean, you know, 
I, I, I don't recall if I've talked to you, uh, recall if I've talked to you guys about this or not in the past, but we're coming up on the end of Trump's term, and he is already at $8.3 trillion added to the national debt since he took office. And Obama had two terms with $8.5 trillion, and he had to deal with the Great Recession. And, and they're going to say, well, it was COVID. Well, it wasn't COVID in January of this year, of 2020, rather, when the national debt had already accrued $4.1 trillion, all right, $4.1 trillion uh, in that period of time. And they were already looking at a trillion-dollar deficit for the next decade. Of course, fiscal year 2020, we had a $3.1 trillion deficit. Now, I will give you uh, charitably, let's say that, 1.5. I mean, they, they, they've come to $8.3 trillion. Let's say that $1.5 trillion of that was due to COVID. Let's say that $1.5 trillion of the deficit was due to COVID. But just because COVID appeared does not mean that Donald Trump's policies did not stop failing. They failed because the policy Every that they instituted, the trickle down, is the same thing that Reagan did, that Bush 2 did, mm-hmm. Bush 1 and 2 did. And they always failed, but they keep repeating it, expecting a different result. All right, mm-hmm. but they, but it, it's always left to Democrats to come in and clean up the mess. And we are, and, and and just as soon as Biden takes office, suddenly, after four years of Republicans' complicity to Donald Trump exploding the debt, they're going to start saying we can't afford to mortgage our children's future. Well, you know, if our well, children can't eat, I kind of they know got that no future. Coming. Oh yeah, you, you know it. Yeah, we you know it. Um, that rhetoric is yeah. coming. Thing is, thing is, yeah. we're gonna wrap this up because I'm, you guys, you guys got me all. I'm so I feel a little better than I did earlier. I'm um, having too much fun here. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, because this optimism is something I need around here. Go ahead, Mugger. Go ahead, Go ahead, God touched on something real quick. I want to pick it back a little off of what Bill was saying. Okay, you talk about Nazi. I was in Germany from 1989 to 1991. You do not see anything in Germany that commemorate Hitler, that commemorate Nazi. You see no swastika, right. no, none of that on any of his buildings. And the reason I say that is because let's look at Trump when he vetoed the defense bill. Defense. I'm a soldier. He wanted to defund us. Um, he wants, one of the reasons is because he did not like the fact that some of these bases named after Confederate generals, the ch- name's going to be changed. And what I'm getting to is why we can't be like Germany when they did away with Nazi, they did away with it all together. You don't have nothing in Germany, well, at least in all the parts of Germany I've been at, I've seen nothing commemorated. Nazism. So why do some of these folks still want to commemorate and hold on to the Confederacy? I guess so. That's all I have. I, I guess so. No, and I don't like it anymore. Can you I address do. that? No, but I will no. tell you this. No, Charlie. In, uh, in about, about 1978, in Skokie, Illinois, American Nazi Party planned to march through the Skokie, Illinois area, neighborhood. It was a Jewish neighborhood, and they were going to mm-hmm. wave the swastika. And I was assigned the position. Uh, I had a, a, a little newspaper assignment there. And I was assigned uh, the uh, 
task of writing an editorial about it. And I was going to write, I was going to slam that. And, you know, this, my God, how can you do that? And, and, and I was going in it from that angle. But as I got in it from that angle, again, I, I hate the swastika. You can't, you can't polish that substance. But uh, the more I wrote about it, the more I realized that if I curtail their right to do what they're going to do, I end up curtailing my own right. We're, we're not Germany. I, I, we have different uh, perspectives and different uh, constitutional rights. So that if we curtail their right to do that, as offensive as it is, okay, then I am at some point curtailing my right to do something that somebody else might find offensive. Not not that I don't find Nazis absolutely abhorrent. I mean, they're, they're the worst. But uh, but uh, we, we're setting ourselves up there. Um, but that's um, uh, I, I really all. There was something else that was said, and I've totally lost my train of thought on it. Uh, on another issue you brought up, but uh, but ultimately that that is it. The Nazis, as much as I hate them, and the Confederacy, which uh, which I would say to you that uh, at one point it had a perspective of history that was not as quite as poisonous as what well, we see the swastika. Because racists have appropriated it so strongly, I am offended by it. Okay, and and I, and and, and Victor's already commented that I'm older than he is. Uh, <laughs> I experienced some things in in the '60s and '70s and '80s, and, and I fully, uh, while I might not have been cognizant of what I was seeing or witnessing uh, then, I am now, and I find it offensive. And, uh, and so I've grown. Um, you know, I, I'm going to say this, and I hope I, I'm, I'm trying to be um, congenial, not offensive, but I appreciate talking to you people, okay? Because I, I'm I'm here in Kentucky, and I don't get the opportunity to interact with African Americans all that much, so I got to call you guys long distance. But uh, but ultimately, um, well, I you remember when we met, right? And we, we you and I met exactly. And I had such a good time, Michael. My daughter still talks about that. But ultimately, we don't have the opportunity, and and that's and that's and that's too bad. It's coming because we have. I'm gonna so much I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna make it happen. Okay. We all can get together. We all gonna get together and have what? a nice, fat, juicy steak somewhere. Okay. <laughs> if you vegan, if, if you vegan, if you vegan, we can find. A, I'm pretty sure I can find a vegan bar here in South Carolina somewhere. Uh-oh. But if y'all love, but if y'all love seafood, we all go to Charleston and have us a nice seafood. Whatever, Victor, you hear that? You right there? I like that. I, I hear you. I'm wow. in, baby. I'm in. I'm all the way in. <laughs> we, we, we're gonna do that one, okay? Uh, you know, hey, one thing. One thing you that. Heard, one thing I want to say here before. Surf, right. Yeah, I'm gonna do the surf. We yeah, we we have to. Uh, we can't come to New York. We can't come to New York right now because because you guys going through that next wave up there. I'd love to get yeah. one of those New York style hoagies once in my lifetime before I leave here. There's a couple yeah. of places I want to see before I leave here, and and I would love to come to Kentucky and look at the bluegrass for once. You know. And uh, well, just things forget, I, the bars before open. I forget, <laughs> guys, before I forget, I got to give thanks to Bill for what something he said just moments ago um, and reminded me um, of a certain congresswoman. I wish I could remember her name. But, Bill, you mentioned that in just a few weeks that there are people who worked in the 
in the Trump administration or who may have, um, I don't know, lost elections or what have you, you know, they're going to have a hard time trying to find another job or another work because of the letter T referring to Trump that's going to be in their resume. Now, what does this have to do with a certain congresswoman? Back in 2018, when this blue wave has started, this congresswoman said that, you know, she never partaken in the stuff that Trump was doing or any of the people in in Congress that were pretty much like loyalists to him. But she feared that she was going to lose her reelection bid because of the letter R following her name, R meaning Republican. And we all know since 2018, there's been, the elections have been a referendum against Trump, but a referendum against the Republicans that constantly um, backed him up and were loyalists and even, I said it before, escalated him to be some kind of a false god that they had just neglected or ignored the um, the welfare of the American people, the welfare and the safety and security of the American people. So a lot of them are paying the price for it. So let's hope everyone learned a lesson, a very important lesson, of the need to, A, abide by the oaths of service that you all take, regardless of what position, regardless of um, what ranking you have. You all have the same oaths being a minister to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Sad to say, we've had a lot of people in Congress and others just like what we see with some cult supporters, that they have supported, instead of defending this nation, they supported the adversaries that is foreign and domestic, and domestic being Donald J. Trump. <laughs> it is sad that think we've of- come. It's, it's sad that we've come to this, but people got to stop and think. You all, I would hope you all were raised correctly. I can't say that because, uh, unfortunately, some people have not. And it's never, ever too late to learn valuable lessons. We learn something new every day. And there's always that optimism. We will all remain cautiously optimistic of people turning over a new leaf People having a yeah. clean slate starting over. It's time to make the okay. best of it. Okay. You you kinda got my you got my you got me all tingly. Thank you, Michael, for making me feel all tingly here because uh, I've always thought that there's always a moment of, of of rebuke for people who have committed such things and you speaking on it and because we have those moments of rebuke i think that's why pence may run guys just kind of throwing that out there for a talking point for later the other thing i want to touch on before we go tonight is that there was a rumor i don't know if you guys have been watching the, the latest the latest news feeds about there was a message broadcast over 
the FAA um, signal saying that there is an airplane flying into the Capitol. Um, I don't know how true this is. I know folks over in Iran saying there's going to be retribution for what happened of the killing of 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 the uh, one of their prime ministers. I mean, not a prime minister, one of the generals. And they're going to take out retribution against us. I hope we can get through this stuff really quick before something tragic, something really, really tragic happens. Um, one thing that we need to kind of be on the lookout for. Yeah, I, I want everybody to just kind of remember that 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 did get floated here um, this past week. I think uh, from all the news sources that I've been reading over that that came out in a remote recording over the FAA airways. So I don't know how that recording. Yeah. I I don't know how it happened, but we can, you know, look, I don't know how it goes. I'm sorry. uh, I can tell you right now, there was a plane flying over the U S Capitol, but my understanding was that was um, like a military or law enforcement plane that was monitoring what was going on ground with the Trump pro-Trump rioters. I got to give credit to the um, news media on this. They initially called them pro-Trump protesters, but after what went down, um, what we saw them storm into the Capitol and committing vandalism, they referred to them as pro-Trump rioters. And I think the plane circling above the U.S. Capitol was part of law enforcement, whether on the state or chances are on the federal level. The thing is that a lot of stuff went down and it was like all hands on deck, on ground and in the air. Here's an update, guys, before we go. Adam Schiff, Trump could be the first president in quite some time to face a real prospect of jail adam schiff yes wow 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 folks i i, I really want, do appreciate I the video me too <laughs> this is going to be interesting this is going to be real interesting here what's going to happen with this? Going we'll, down. See. we'll see what happens guys i thank you all for coming and being a part of the show tonight everyone if you've been listening to us thank you for listening in here uh, to the community call. I want to thank Charlene, Michael, and Bill, and Victor for showing up tonight. Thank you all so much uh, for kicking off the, this pleasure. new season for us. Season six, this is our 107th episode of the community call. Thanks for stopping by tonight, guys. Let's hope we can get through the rest of this week. Um, it has been a tumultuous hump day. I can tell you that much. Um, and to those who... Friend. Dr. Yes, Chris, to every residents of Washington, D.C. Yes, thank you, Michael, so much. Yes, those folks are going through so much right now, and my sister is not too far away from the action. Um, my, my brother-in-law friend, is, my brother-in-law is there too. Uh, so we have some people close by in those areas up in in the in Virginia. Charlene, we thinking of you guys up there. Uh, it's a lot happening in the region right there. So let's hope. Let's hope all those Trump supporters make their way back across the country and not and leave you guys be for a little bit. Um, here, here in town, in the, in in the, in the area in South Carolina, we have a surge going on. I think Governor McMaster talked about um, continuing on with the state state mandated um, COVID protocol until 
until everybody's vaccinated. Um, and it was reported that the governor had um, contracted COVID for a little bit. It looked like he's getting back to his old self there. He was out making some uh, some uh, announcements here about uh, a few days back. I know we're kind of tracking some things here in South Carolina, especially on the political side. I've been talking to several people about what's been going on in, in the state capitol. I'm going to update you guys the next time we come on. Um, after I finish having a few conversations with with one of my allies there in the Capitol building and hopefully they can tell me what's going on. But so far, so good. Um, I hope we can do the same thing that what happened with Georgia. We can turn turn this state blue. That would be lovely if we can do the same thing. I'm going to have to call Stacy. Maybe she can come over and have a little conversation with us here and say, hey, I can hey, do the same thing over here. Yeah. Love to have it happen. Love to have it happen. I would love to have it happen. Um, you guys take care of yourself. Stay safe out there. This thing called COVID is for real. Make sure you take care of yourselves. And uh, whatever you do, stay together. Stay in love. Peace. Introducing Peacock, the new free streaming service from NBC Universal. It's hit movies, current shows, live sports, trending bits, and timeless hits. And that's why you can't not watch. Peacock, watch for free, upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. Law and Order SVU streaming now. Thanks for listening to The Community Call. Be sure to tune in next time for another rousing discussion.